G-Man, welcome back. Hey. Big dog. The Coach J. Yeah, that's the, right. The one, the only. The one, the only. Coach J. Coach J. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm so working on good. it. I'll get a better so intro. What, what are you, you going to Ed McMahon me? What is, is that what you're going to do? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Jesus. Right, you say, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> or come my epic man impression too. I'll be get funny. a better one down. That'd be funny. Oh man, man, and that's funny because that's before my time. That is so pe- before your so, time. So people yeah. are probably going like, "Holy cow! Yeah. How old are these guys?" I know. Good God. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. So, G-Man, you picked out this title, and I was excited. You were I like, did. like, I did. You were like, "Hey, this is the, the title of this one is going to be Follow the Leader," and I and and I was like, "All right." The funny part about this episode is that we were having a discussion before we went on air, mm-hmm. as we call it, um, about titling. So, the last episode we did, you know, uh, Jair's. Coach Jay's telling me, hey, did you name that one? I go, no, I don't know what to call the thing. I got no title for it. So I'm running around getting us ready for this episode. And then I, I uh, the title hit me before. I even thought of what the content was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's the title. So the title is Follow the Leader. Follow the Leader. And I'm over here listening to it. Going, okay, well, what are we going to play? Duck the Goose? Are we gonna... <laughs> it's like, what is this about? Dude, I have no clue. Follow the... but, but hearing it, I, I'm again, you haven't told me what it's about. Nope. You, you want to present it with us, you know, with the way that you do, which you'll I love. You'll get it once I start rolling I out it. the story. You'll get so it. So I'm assuming that Follow the Leader either has something to do with uh, technicians and advisors listening to their managers. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, or. Uh, I don't. Come on, man! I just see a bu- I see a duck with a bunch of du- of of ducklings just following them. I don't know. I, that's, that's what I see. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let me unpack this for you. Let's do it. Um, whew, wow, we had an interesting week this week yeah. at the dealers that we're at. That we're working with this dealer group, um, and uh, you know I, I've been attending a lot of their regular meetings. So. They do managers' meetings pretty much every day with different managers from different stores. And so um, I had the opportunity to attend a lot of those meetings and uh, and also the good fortune that the owner of the entire group, the guy that owns the whole organization, the top chief, came in to uh, to run those meetings, mm-hmm. which is a rarity as I understand it. You know, he's so busy. He's got a ton of stuff going on. The managers' meetings are usually held by the general managers and, and whatnot. Uh, but he came in specifically this week to run those meetings, which I thought was fortunate. And I got a chance to listen to him and watch him work through problems hmm. in different settings, different dealerships. And I found I found it very I found the content of the meeting very interesting, going through their numbers and their metrics and talking about all the stuff that drives it. Because you love that stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. I and they got a great here. composite that they go oh through it. And we were talking sales and finance and I was in the whole Snooze thing. I loved it. Fest I loved for it. me. Snooze <laughs> fest. Like I was all like, in. No, what I love what I love is that we're gonna go into certain meetings with certain people that want to talk metrics. Yeah. And and Gary Gary, you tell me, the G Man says says, Hey Coach Jay, you wanna hold back on this one, bro? Because I've seen you before and you just start like your eyes. 
start falling to the back of your head and you're like, what are we talking about? And it's like, ooh, look at this this pivot table and look at that. Wow, how did you get the formula to do that? Die. I love data. I love Jesus it. I love Christ. it. I love it. It's like a story. It's literally it's like a story to me. It tells the story. So oh, so do I. I mean, I look at financial statements. I can find stuff, but yeah. Jesus Christ, you get like you get like in that like oh my God, it's Disneyland. The more day, the it's more like, day to the better. Oh wow. Okay, <laughs> back to my story. So, so I get a chance to go through the data, which was awesome. But more importantly, I got a chance to see how he saw it. Okay, I got a chance to see him respond to the numbers and how. He was uh, making decisions, how he responded to certain problems and the choices that he made. And I found that interesting. You know, obviously, you know, we have a contract with them. He, We work for him, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I, to me, I want to know how he thinks because I'm going to have my own opinions on things. I'm being brought in as an expert, which is fine. However, I also know through my experience that there are some – there is a a, uh, a guideline that I need to fall into, right? Like a, uh, you know, I'm going to have a range where I can work through and there's going to be a certain part where I'm outside of his comfort zone or what he would like to see his organization do. And I need to know where those lines are. Like at what point am I out of line and at what point am I in line, right? Um, and if I need to go outside the line, I need to know because I need to tell him I'm going to go outside the lines, right? I don't want to surprise him with it. So I'm very, very conscious of watching how does he make decisions? How does he look at the world? What's important to him? What is, uh, you know, what does he consider good and bad? What, what is his culture? What culture is he trying to instill in the dealership? Anyway, so I'm watching all this stuff go on. And the last meeting we were in, there was some problem with a vendor. And it was a pretty big problem. It was going to cost him a lot of money. It was like half a million dollars, I think, that was on the table in terms of what they were, were going to lose. Mm-hmm. So he he needed something to happen, right? And he said, okay, I want somebody to reach out to these people, and I want to get an answer on this thing like now. And so somebody piped up, and they said, hey, you know what? Like They just learned about this. They're scrambling to try to figure this thing out. Um, why don't we give them a day? Yeah, to like decompress. I remember that. And uh, there, yeah. so now you're getting what I'm go- where yeah, I'm going with this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he says, "Why don't we give him a day to decompress, try to figure it out, and uh, and let's circle back around with them." And he says, "No." Yep. No. Now. And he said, no. "Now." And he got on the phone. He picked up the phone. Yeah, picked up the Jeez, phone that second. Trying to get second. somebody on the phone. It's funny too because he introduced the problem to them, and then they're the ones who respond like, "Oh, you know, we could do this on Monday because mm-hmm. it was yesterday. It was Friday. Oh no, we could." And he was like, "No." And he picks up the phone. Yep. And he just starts now, dialing. Yeah. This happens right now. Yeah. And so I, when the guy said, ah, oh, let's give him a chance, I thought, you know, that's reasonable. They're, <laughs> they're just getting it. They're, they're going to probably figure it out. We should probably give him a day. Like in my head, yeah. I'm working the problem yeah. in my head, and I'm thinking that's reasonable. And then when he said no now, I'm like going, wow, why does he want to do that? So I'm trying to analyze in my head, why is he making the decision? Why is he pushing so hard right now? What is this? Like, what is this about? Um, and, and, you know, and I want to understand because again, how he makes decisions is how his leaders should make decisions and I should help them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I, so I found it fascinating. So I made a bunch of notes and kind of uh, was paying very close attention to what was happening there. Cut later that day. Mm-hmm. We went to go visit one of the managers of his stores. Who was in that meeting. Who was sitting in that meeting at that, that moment. That is crazy. And, uh, we, I love what you're doing with this episode, G-Man. You are <laughs> unpacking this thing, and you're making me go, I know what you're doing. You go, you go 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Thank you, Chris Voss. I'm giving you a shout out. Okay, so we're we cut. We're at the dealer. We're sitting down with the manager, and his numbers are plummeting. They're falling mm-hmm. like a like a dropping like a stone. Like mm-hmm. it's it's scary how fast these numbers are falling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I told him, I said, "Look, here's the deal." And we had a bunch of stuff to do that day, and I'm trying to get over there to help him go through repair orders. But he knows what to do. I don't need to help him look at repair orders. He's just not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a stack of repair orders. I want you to start going through them. I'm going to come back around, and you and I are going to have a conversation. And I want to tell you. I want you to tell me what you see. Why are the numbers the way they are? Because they're in there. I know they're in there. And we will find out what the answer is if we dig deep enough. So he was just like, oh, yeah, well, I'm getting ready for that, or I'm – I'm doing my research and I'll be ready for that on Monday. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, no, now I want it now because Monday's too late. I want to know right away. Right. If we're waiting till Monday. We got the rest of today. Why are we waiting for Monday? I was thinking about what the, what the leader was saying, what the owner of the store group was saying in those meetings and why he was so passionate about getting momentum now fast. Because if we start now by Monday, we'll have momentum. If we start Monday, we might not have momentum till Wednesday. But if he lights a fire today and he gets them fired up right away, he knows he's spinning that up and he's creating momentum for Monday. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why he wants to move so quick. He doesn't want to wait because it just puts him three or four days behind the eight ball. And so my 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 conversation with the manager was it needs to be done now. And then I asked him that question. I said, hey, weren't you paying attention in that meeting? Did you watch – and I ran through the whole story. Did you watch what he did, the choices that he made? Did you watch how he was he was conducting his decisions? Like we need to emulate that that behavior, right? We need to, to mirror what he's doing. This is how he wants to run his organization. Yeah, but so, so – okay, let me play devil's advocate real so, quick. So hence follow the leader, right? I, I got that. I love it. It's great. But here I am being him. Being uh, the devil's advocate, right? I'm yeah. just so I'm putting myself in that in the manager's shoes. Okay, yeah. okay, and I'm saying this to you. This is what I would say in my head. Uh, well, G man, in my head, I'm just listening. I would say this to you, G man. I don't own the company. <laughs> that guy does. He has to be that way. That's why he owns it. Now, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why I have to be that way. He, he he should think that way. It's his whole business. I'm I don't own this business. I'm just the manager here managing. I'm I'm just doing my. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm doing enough. Like I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing. Like, is this really the most important thing that I should be working on right now? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I those again, numbers I'm, are. I'm talking. I'm talking <laughs> again. I am. I'm just telling you what managers would say to be defensive because let's be brutally honest, you guys out there. I would be the same way. I've been there where, okay, well, you don't know my world. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know. I mean, you're just coming in here talking like a consultant and we're not consultants. We're coaches, right? And we're just trying to give them insight to go, look, the best way to succeed in this environment, right, is to follow the leader by having things and acting towards things that are desperately important the way he would yeah and right now your responsibility being the leader of a department is to make money right and you're not making money you're losing money so if we're providing tools and information and advice 
to help you and coach you to get you on the right side of the page, which is getting into the black and not in the red, right? And I'm telling you should do this. You should have the same eagerness to go that route that he was because he told us two things in that in that conversation. One, there's a vendor that could potentially cost me $500,000. So what's the most important thing? The, the money. Yeah, the 500. The grand, money. I'm not going to lose the money. So we're going to do whatever it takes to not lose that money. Right. Right? So to him, we know the owner, number one thing, making money. Yeah. Right? Which is it's, well, it's a course, business. It's a business. Course, yeah, well, of course right? it's what it is, yeah. right? But guess what? That's why you're in the position that you're in as the manager. Your job is to make money to lead people, right? To lead people to know that they have to perform at a certain level. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're doing here. That's why I'm paying you for your time. You're a salesperson. You're a customer service person. You're whatever with those things are. Right. Right? I think it's I think it's important, too, that, you know, like, I see managers all the time who their number one fear is they just don't want to get fired. I mean, you know, this 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 profession, this, this, this position, this title, it, it can be a revolving door sometimes. I've seen it where, you know... Um, I mean, we have one store that we're working with right now that's had five managers in the last two years. Mm-hmm. You know, they get guys in and they're eager and they maybe they have experience and they, um, you know, they want to come in and they want to do a good job. And then for whatever reason, they're not hitting the mark and they're moving on to the next person or the that guy's feeling like he can't do it, can't succeed there. So he's moving on. And so, you know, a lot of guys look out. I've talked to advisors, too, that say, I don't want to be a manager. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't just, that's an open ticket to getting fired. I don't want to do that. Right. And so, so, okay. So then, so how do you protect yourself from that? Like in my, in my opinion, like you, you, the cues are there. If you start making decisions, like the guy that has just turned this organization into a, into a massive success, you start, you start mirroring his behavior, making decisions as he makes decisions. What's the likelihood you're going to get terminated? Very low. Very low. Most likely, you will achieve results, right? Because he already has. He's shown us the path. He's gotten massive results, right? So following his behavior should help us get results. Yeah, and that's what I love the most. I think that's where I laugh the most with a lot of managers is they will be the first one to agree with the leader, but not the first one to follow the action. Yeah, you like, see you're that all right, the time. Boss, oh, you're boss. right, boss. You're right. Oh my god, this guy. You're absolutely right. I'm going to get right Drives to that. Nuts. Get right to that, and then you do the follow up. Whatever. Two weeks later, go. When did you do that? Oh, I haven't gotten to it yet. But I'm like, I'm too busy. That's what gets you fired. That's what gets you fired. Yep, I'm too busy. It's like what yep. the heck? Yep. Yeah, and I. So you know, to go back to my scenario, you're listening, you're paying attention, you're making decisions. Let's say you do that, and you don't get results. Let's say you follow and model his behavior, make decisions the way he does. You charge hard, and for whatever reason, you don't get results. What do you think he looks at you and says? He's seeing in himself in you, right? Right. So he wants to give you help. Exactly. So instead of saying, well, that guy can't do it. I'm going to fire him. You go, you know, I really like the guy. He makes really good decisions. Like, let's find a way to help him. Right. And, and so it's right. like you're going to win either way. Exactly. Because he's going to say, you know what? At least you tried it. You tried what yeah. I said. You tried what I what I followed. You, or it's a, it's an opportunity for the leader to coach, which he loves to do. Leaders course. love to coach. Yes. They love to coach. Second, you're just your your stock value is going through the roof because yeah. now he's saying, okay, this guy applied with me even telling him to apply. Yeah. He just went and did the same steps I would right. and looked at the problem. And then when what the leader wants to do, he wants to, he's like, look, man, I, I applaud you for trying. This is where it probably failed. 
you didn't know this part of it that I probably knew, I would have done a little bit differently. But you know what? Good job. Good job for telling me. Good job for trying it. Right. Okay, so here, I'm going to play devil's advocate now. Okay. Well, Coach Jay, here's the thing. Here's what you don't understand, guy, is that I'm not him. You know, I'm just me. I make decisions the way I make decisions, and I can't – I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. You're asking me to pretend to be something I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to – you know, I just have to be me. I'm sorry. Mm. You know, that works – so so I would would honestly say that's a – that I I love the way that you have confidence in yourself, but you need to back it up with a number. And if you're the guy who's in the red right now, losing money, you cannot play that that card. Right, you're not that guy. D- 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 bottom line, you're just not that guy. Yeah. And and the truth of the matter is, is if you are the guy that is outperforming anybody, mm-hmm. doing what ne- what what you have to do, doing all these things correctly, right? Then you could be that guy. Right. That's okay. Right. That's a you can be that guy. Until he comes and tells you, I want you to tweak something different. And guess what? You better tweak it. Right. Because at the end of the day, you are right. He's the owner. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's going to always be his way or her way. I think, too, in a lot of cases, one of the reasons I brought that topic, because I think in a lot of cases, like managers look at that as like, I have to change who I am. I have to change my personality. But you don't necessarily have to do that. It's like me saying, hey, look, um, you know, we play golf together. And there's this golf pro over there who's, you know, who's breaking course records. Why don't we go over there and have him teach us a thing or two about our golf swing? Mm-hmm. I don't have to change my personality to learn how to swing a golf club better. Mm-hmm. I don't have to change my personality to learn how to how to hit a ball or or throw a pitch or you know, like these are skills. Yeah, you're learning new skills, right? Yeah. And it doesn't change who I am as a person. I don't have to change who I am, but I can gain and gather new skills. And so you're watching what he's doing. What he's doing is a skill. Yeah. Now, if you see him pick up a baseball bat, start whacking somebody over the head because he wants to get results. Well, yeah, you're not going to do that. Like, right. And you probably would want to quit that organization. Maybe right. go, you're working in the mafia crime family at the time <laughs> and you've stepped into the wrong chair and you should probably leave. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> but, but it's true. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. Well, in that case, in that case, if somebody's being abusive, you're not modeling that behavior. That's not going to get results, anyways. Right. So, but so you know, you want to look and, and peel off the things that are right. That watch the skill set that they have, and try to learn from that. Try to become and mirror that because that or that's where you work. That's who you're beholden to, and you need to match that because that's where that's going to be the smoothest operation. Yeah, and that's that. That's another thing. So he, here's a takeaway. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with the takeaways. Clean this thing up. Yeah. So, so the first thing I'm gonna say is this. Okay. Pay attention. Pay attention. Good one. To the person at the very, very top. Good one. And I'm not talking about pay attention to every word they're saying. Pay attention to what is the most important to them. Yeah. Now, people listening to this are gonna say, "Duh, he's a business owner. The most important thing to him is his business and making money." Then guess what? That's the most important thing to you too. Then yeah, make that move the most important thing to you, because if you're in a position of leadership and power, guess what he wants you to do? Be him. Yeah. You need to be him. Yep. Because that's why you're in the role. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't do all all by himself. He's he's put a team in 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 place to be him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, number one, pay attention to to, to the owner, to the person on the very very top. Right. Yep. What would be number two, G man? 
Number two, I would say is is like I like things that are linear steps. You know, to me that I think that way. That's how I. That's how I. I, I mean, maybe it's my mechanic background. You know, step one, move this bolt right. And so what I'm looking for is like how is he approaching things to get the outcome that he wants. So each decision to me is a rung on the ladder or a step in the right direction or a, another step in the repair manual of solving whatever problem he's trying to solve. And so I'm watching how to assemble that as a as a process. Mm-hmm. So I'm just watching so it's basically how is he processing information, making decisions and each one of those tells me how he wants to get there. So for me I'm paying very close attention to that. It and it, it it's like each time something happens what is he thinking? And it and it kind of maps out his process, how, how he processes things. I think that's important. Third thing I'm going to tell everybody, when you're in these scenarios and situations where your leadership, the highest guy at the very top of the totem pole is talking to you, take notes. Take notes because you think, we think that, ooh, that was good, and I'm going to store that in my subconscious mind or that's going to come up, BS. Take notes yeah, and focus on the things that you need to focus on to make sure that you are emulating that person, the, the leader, right? That you are following that lead. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do that, you're going to go down the wrong path and, and again, do the things that you would want to do and not the things that they have asked you to do. Right. So remember, you are supposed to be a smaller clone of them. And I'm not talking about doing exactly what they're doing. And I'm not talking, because I'll tell you right now, that guy talking today, that or that, that the, the owner, he doesn't know anything about service. No. He does, but he doesn't really. No. That's why he has those guys. Right. Right? In that position. So they're, all he's trying to tell them is lead like I lead, like I lead yep. not do what I do. Lead like I lead. Yep. Well, take yeah, take my actions. Right. Follow the way I process things. Like, think about them that way because he's gotten to where he's gotten, you know. And then, then the person I would I do want to preface this with, you know, there are a lot of second and third generation dealer owners out there that you know a lot of guys would throw stones at and say, well, they didn't build it, they inherited it from their dad or whatever the case may be. And if you want to, you know, take that approach, a couple things I would say. Number one, the person we're talking about started this thing basically with almost nothing. Nothing. And grew it into an empire, right? Um, in very short amount of time, in in relative terms, um, which and, is funny because to him it's taken too long. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> which is the mindset of you know of like, every entrepreneur, right? right. Um, but the other thing too is I've worked for second and third generation. Um, you know, the the store that I spent most of my career at in Northern California, the sons took it over from the father, and it, when they took it over, it was a shack, a broken down shack. And they literally turned it into a, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, empire that they later sold for, you know, an ungodly amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so the two things, you know, they, yeah, they inherited it from their dad. Yeah, maybe they had a start, but they took something, they built it into something great. And so just look for that before you dismiss, you know, it's easy to say it's, it's, oh, well, that was easy because you got, you, you were given that. But that's not always the case. I've seen guys get given things and they run it right into the ground. You know, they'll take dealerships and and submarine them when they yeah. were given it to them. So 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 you know, look at it. They have a reasonable amount of success. Pay attention to that. Listen. Model that behavior. Mirror. Try to process map them. See how they think about things and follow that same type of thought process. Act the way they act. If 
If they want to put pressure and act quickly and they want to move fast, then that's what you should do. If they're more of a pull back and let's take a look at it, then then that's also a way you can go. So I think all, all those things together will help you to have a more successful and uh, stress-free career. Yeah, and I'm going to let everybody go on, on this last note because I love, I love this topic, G-Man. I love what you're talking about, and I'll tell you what, it's resonating in me because right now I'm listening to Jocko's latest book, Jocko Willink, uh-huh. Willink, and it's called Leadership Strategy and Tactics, and it's talking about this exact thing. Interesting. Leadership Strategy and Tactics. It's a fantastic book. Can we expect a book report on the next episode? You're the book report guy, buddy. Uh, I have so, to, then that means I have to read it. You're reading it. Well, I'll, okay, then I'll talk about it, but you get the next book. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you know, we get you some some things. Just think outside. I love this topic, G-Man. Follow the leader. 100% dead on. Awesome. You guys have a great uh, week, month, day, year. Whatever you have. Get out there and get it. Let's go. I'm out. <laughs> out. Out.